I don't know, this is an area that's a little tricky for me. See, I don't really date all that much or all that well. I just spent the last 25 years with the most self-absorbed, arrogant man on earth who is getting married to my therapist, who I paid a fortune oh to lecture me on self-esteem, huh? <laughs> what a jerk, yeah. Men my age, or at least the ones I've met, well, look, I'm not that regular person, and they really, they like regular. Men your age may be really stupid, do you ever think about it? Uh, yes, I have. Many times. Oh, oh, God, Annie, well... Oh, well, <laughs> la-di-da, la-di-da, la-la, yeah. It is about damn time for a spinster episode, and I'm fangirling all over Diane Keaton, my spinster inspiration. The 77 years fabulous spinster has been acting since 1972 in over 58 roles. She does comedy, she does drama, and off-screen, and on, really, she does personal style. I mean, she's probably the reason that we're still talking about Annie Hall because of her iconic menswear-inspired look. You know the one. A timeless, chic look that we will get into later in this episode. And this is the Spinster Life Podcast, the podcast that wears the pants around here. In recent years, Diane Keaton has been singing the single song all over social media, talking about how she doesn't date, doesn't want to get married, any of it, which we will also get into. She has been linked romantically in the past with problematic filmmaker Woody Allen, La La Land debacle facilitator Warren Beatty, and ancient baby maker Al Pacino, but never married any of them. She adopted her children in her 50s by herself and lived the single mom-by-choice life. She's also been maintaining her icon status by appearing in a string of old lady hijinks movies with her American treasure counterparts like Jane Fonda and Mary Steenburgen, giving us some alternative to bro comedies, 80s and 90s, 90s IP revivals and superhero movies. So let's talk about Diane. Born Diane Hall on January 5th, 1964 in Los Angeles, she changed her name to Keaton because that's her mother's maiden name and because there was already a working actor called Diane Hall when she started her career. Diane is famously not a Nepo baby, despite her famous last name. And despite her love for Buster Keaton, she is not related to the famous silent film star or to Michael Keaton. She dropped out of college to pursue an acting career, which obviously paid off. Her first roles were on Broadway, where she was first cast as an understudy in the musical Hair, and she refused to take her clothes off. I love it. She's been counterculture to the counterculture, preferring to cover up even then. Which leads to one of the reasons that Diane Keaton is such a legend, her sense of style. She's loved fashion her entire life, and early on, she had her mother help her bring her fashion visions to life. You know, even when I was young, I, I was way into fashion. That was the beginning of um, my response to wearing whatever the hell I liked. So, you know, I'm always curious about it, always interested in whatever style was going on. I'm more like, hey, that's interesting what you're wearing. Why do you care what I wear? Since then, she's been in iconic movies that won awards for her work in Annie Hall, an Oscar, a Golden Globe, and a BAFTA, just to name a few, another Golden Globe for Something's Gotta Give, and an AFI Lifetime Achievement Award, and the iconic movies that are just fun to watch, like Father of the Bride, First Wives Club, and Book Club. 
Diane has cemented her status as an icon in the last 20 years by embracing her age in movies like Book Club, playing women over 50 as talented, established, and gasp, gasp, even sexually potent women who aren't trying to pretend they're younger. In her personal life, she's been romantically linked to a few prominent men who we've already mentioned, but here's what makes her such an epic spinster. Her happiness was not is not dependent on being in a relationship, and she doesn't consider them failures because they ended. And now, she doesn't date and has no desire to date. I don't date, she's been quoted as saying. Highly unlikely. I don't remember anyone calling me going, this is so-and-so, I'd like to take you out. In 1996, Diane became a single mom by choice and had her first kid, adopted her second kid in 2001, and continues to be a proud single mom. So that's Diane, a monumental talent who rocks a personal style, lives her life on her own terms, and lives the spinster life. First of all, I respect the fuck out of a single mom by choice. I mean, of course, it's easier to do it alone when you've got money and you can hire people to help you. So I also get why someone wouldn't choose to be a single mom. But to all the haters out there who age shame women into having kids before their 40s, Diane did it in her 50s, after and amidst a successful career. You really can have it all. Once again, it helps to have movie star money, but you don't have to rely on the traditional path to have children if you want to have children. And yes, it's dismissive to present adoption as an easy solution to infertility or age-related fertility struggles because adoption isn't as easy as people make it out to be. It's a long, expensive process that sometimes separates children from families who love them. But it is an option because I'm not here to bag on or endorse adoption as a practice. And as an actor, we all know her best from her romantic comedy roles. I mean, she kind of originated the Manic Pixie Dream Girl. She's also got range for the dramatic. She was in the Godfather movies, for example. She's versatile, hilarious, charming, charismatic. And I, of course, respect her as a single lady and applaud her for her public statements about being single. Back in 2019, Keaton told People that she doesn't consider herself marriage material. I think that I'm strange, she said regarding the topic of matrimony. I don't think it would have been a good idea for me to get married, and I'm really glad I didn't. And I'm sure they're happy about it, too. Keaton concluded, I remember one day in high school, this guy came up to me and said, one day you're going to make a good wife. And I thought, I don't want to be a wife. No. And this all goes a long way in normalizing singleness as a life choice and showing someone who has made the choice to be single for herself and own it. But I think where she shines the brightest as a spinster is as a style icon. Part of the reason that she popped into my head was because of my own style. As I was putting together and playing around with my wardrobe, trying to nail down my own personal style, and trying to express myself through clothing by finding what makes me feel the best, which to me is powerful and put together. I find myself drawn to wide leg trousers and more formal silhouettes, even though I love sliding into some sweatpants as much as the next lass. And I have always loved that look, even as a child. Have you ever seen a child wear a ponty tuxedo cut blazer with polka dot lapels as casual wear? Well, I did. I loved that blazer and I would wear it now if it fit. I love the Diane Keaton look, and I also love that fashion changes. Diane Keaton does not bend to the will of fashion. She has a signature look, and then she plays within the rules of her style. And I want to be like that. I want to stop giving a fuck about the trends and embrace what looks good on me. Like wide leg jeans or skinny jeans even. They both look good on me, and I want to wear them both. 
I really had to laugh at this reel that Diane posted on Instagram of her fashion fails, which she still looks like a maven. So like, whatever, Diane, you humble brag much? Number one, this is the worst outfit I've ever seen in me. Do you really like that? How oh yeah, this is extra special. How about that belt? Not okay. And then the white thing with the doggy. Oh, charming. This is the worst by far. I'm not gonna, I'm not, that, no, sorry, wrong again. This is the worst. Have you ever seen, how about this? Ugly. How about that? What? Uh, wait. This is going too fast. Oh, the breast, no good. No. How about all the, the jewels and this thing, the green thing with the blue? That, the, I can't take it. I'm having a meltdown. That's my, you guys, I, I hope you have a good life and have nice clothes. This is a nice clothes, but with the waist. Where's the waist? No waist. What about this? Oh, even better. Blue to hide my face. Good idea, Diane. Finally, you nailed one. Shut up. If that's the worst that you got, but clothes don't make the spinster. There is no official spinster uniform. And sometimes clothes can seem irrelevant and frivolous when there are so many other issues that single women have to fight back against. And I'm just talking about the ones that we have in this country, a country that claims that women have freedom. But the clothes you wear are important especially clothes that don't fall in line with what women traditionally wear, like skirts and dresses. Diane Keaton can show us how it's done and how to make a statement with what we wear. So let's break down what she wears, some of her most iconic looks, and how they are both stylish and subversive. And if you are looking for inspiration for your own kick-ass spinster uniform, following Diane's playbook is not the worst that you can do. So here's why Diane's look is so spinsterific her loving embrace of menswear. The subject of women wearing men's clothes is long and full of pearls being clutched in fear of the world burning down. Women wearing pants, black is white, up is down, God is dead, and nothing means anything if women can be comfortable like men can. The fear of people wearing the clothes of the gender opposite to what they were assigned at birth reached a fevered pitch in the 1800s when cross-dressing laws were passed as a way to stop sex work because women wearing pants were perceived as sex workers because wearing non-traditional clothing somehow meant that you were sexually experimental, I guess. I'm just as confused about it as they likely were, but for like very different reasons. I made a whole video about pants, and I also recorded a podcast episode about noted anti-Semite Coco Chanel and her contribution to women's fashion. Check them out if you want to learn more about the history of women wearing pants. To me, wearing menswear-inspired pieces as a single woman today telegraphs your freedom and independence. Even though women have been wearing pants and other menswear trends for decades, and pants are now socially acceptable for all gender presentations, styling yourself in a more masculine way nods at the history of gendered dressing. Another thing that I find compelling about the way Diane dresses is... Uh, I'm going to use the word modest dressing because it's the best way I have to describe what she does with clothing. The word used in that way is most oftentimes used to prescribe how women should show up in the world and how men say they should appear and to make women responsible for the actions of men and is often a part of religion. Which is all absolute bullshit because if a man sees an ankle and pops a boner, it is not the woman's fault for existing. Seeing a bra strap isn't going to distract your 10-year-old son from becoming a math prodigy. But covering yourself up can also be a way to take back control over your body. Because if you're not religious, people kind of expect you to show skin or not have a problem 
showing, dressing in a way that shows skin. It can be expected from women in a way to signal sexual availability, progressiveness, openness, trendiness, youthfulness, and dressing modestly can be seen as conservative. But there are so many reasons to dress modestly, like sun protection, cold weather. To all the women out there wearing skirts in the winter, I don't understand. How do you regulate your body temperature like that? Dressing modestly can also be about functionality, personal comfort level, and just because that's how you want to show up in the world. My theory is that Diane is dressing for herself. She is her own person. She doesn't put herself or her body on display. She puts herself on display and is comfortable in her own skin. So the next Diane fashion staple, hats. Same Diane, same. I really love hats and I wear them daily for sun protection. Hats forever. Hats maybe don't have the historical significance of menswear or say anything about gender dressing. Hats get a bad rap sometimes because nice guys ruined the fedora for the rest of us. Thanks, my lord. Hats are both practical and make a statement at the same time by keeping the sun off your face so you can actually see the world around you if you are sensitive to light like I am. Diane uses them as outfit finishers as her main accessory. She wears other jewelry sometimes, but a lot of her outfits have a hat as the focal piece. Diane also uses color a lot in the way she dresses, or maybe the lack of color. Spinsters get the reputation of wearing all black, like they're in mourning for their wasted youth, or because there's no man in their life. They are drab and uninteresting, because they're done trying to attract a mate. Diane doesn't wear a lot of color either. She's photographed quite often in a predominantly black and white, and occasionally a classic pattern, like a plaid or a hound's tooth. I've seen her in florals, but very rarely. For a single woman, I think this very intense classic use of neutral says, I know myself and I am colorful. I don't need clothing to do the talking for me. Diane also pays attention to tailoring and proportion. It plays up her body type, but I really think that that nipped in waist and flowy leg is flattering on a wide variety of bodies. I like the way this silhouette makes me feel. Powerful, classic, put together. It toes the line between masculine and feminine. These pants have the volume of a skirt, but allow the ease of movement of pants. She also experiments with other proportions, like drop-waisted dresses. She's still got the most volume in her bottom half, but because there's no defined waist, the look is very different. She wears these dresses in contrasting black and white, which is giving me chic art gallery curator vibes. Also, it's a dress, but it's more androgynous because she's not trying to mimic the hourglass shape that we all associate with feminine dressing. It also reminds me of David from Schitt's Creek. This is one of those looks that I like on other people but don't like on myself, but I will try to recreate in my own closet later in the episode for the sake of the experiment. So after that analysis of Diane's style, I'm going to recreate several of her most iconic looks in my own closet and create my own version of a of classic Diane Keaton looks. Right off the bat, I will be excluding neckties and turtlenecks because I can't deal with things up on my throat like that. Sometimes even a crew neck t-shirt or a shirt buttoned all the way to the top will make me start gagging and it's not cute. So here we go. I'm going to use the Cladwell app to help me create this capsule. It is my favorite tool for trying out new looks. Uh, this is not sponsored by Cladwell, but Cladwell, if you're listening, here's a Diane Keaton style capsule wardrobe featuring pieces I already have in my wardrobe. So we're going to start with this black vest, obviously, a pair of high-waisted trousers in black, a pair of high-waisted trousers in taupe. These are also made of linen. And then we're going to add an architectural dress. This one is a trapeze style black button-up. 
onto the accessories. Now we're gonna add this scarf, which is gonna function like a necktie because I hate having things that close to my throat. The white button down, a classic in any capsule wardrobe. For shoes, ballet flats, and a pair of gold heels, which I need because I'm short. For hats, a fedora, and a straw hat. Here is the finished Diane Keaton capsule wardrobe. Cladwell suggests outfits for you, but we are going to build the outfits ourselves. So using these pieces, here are the outfits that I'm going to recreate. I'm gonna recreate the very classic 70s Annie Hall look, and then I'm going to update that same look for 2023. As promised, I am going to try an architectural look. Uh, we'll see how that goes. I'm also gonna style a coastal grandmother look. This is not really how Diane Keaton dresses in real life. It was a character that she played, but somehow she has become the face of the coastal grandmother look anyway. It borrows some elements of her personal style ethos, sure, but it's from a Nancy Myers movie. And Nancy Myers kind of has like the market share on those movies where like a Diane Keaton or a Meryl Streep type that older woman who's very comfortable with herself, and lives a life that looks like it comes from a magazine. I'm also gonna try androgynous glamour, a red carpet look. Uh, I don't have all the accessories for this one, but I'm gonna try my best to style something up. Oh well, <laughs> la-di-da. Onto the outfits, let's start with that Diane Keaton signature Annie Hall look, starting with the base of the linen trousers and a white button up adding that vest, that very essential vest for this look. It's really the heart of this look. Adding the scarf as a necktie, doing a little artful tucking and draping. We're almost there. This is almost any hall horrific. We just need to add a hat, a sassy tote for a gal on the go, a sassy pose, and then there's our Annie Hall look. Let's update this for 2023, make it a little more modern. So we're going to go with a monochrome look and just the vest, no white shirt under it, just the white undershirt. And a clip in the back because this piece does not fit me that well, but I still want this nipped in silhouette. So now let's try some accessories using the scarf like a necktie and then also around the throat, but ultimately I decided against it and settled on this for the final updated Annie Hall look. Now for the architectural silhouette, if you remember I had the trapeze stress, so here it is. It's a very simple piece. It's a statement on its own, um, but we'll add a hat to make it a little more Diane Keaton-esque. And uh, I'm gonna try this straw hat, but I think it makes me look like I'm going fishing. So I think the final look will be with the black hat. The coastal grandmother look. Of course, the base is the linen trousers and the white button up. Um, trying this look with this shirt open and closed adding the hat, the bare feet so you can feel the sand between your toes. And I ultimately went with the shirt open. I thought it looked more breezy, more casual. Now onto the red carpet look. 
uh, with that photo as inspiration. So we're going to do a fun asymmetrical tuck with the shirt, asymmetrical buttoning and asymmetrical tuck. Pop the collar, updo. I actually really like this look. I would probably add some pearls or a little bit more jewelry to make it more of a statement. Thanks, Diane. Thanks for being your fantastic independent spinstery self, showing us that traditional elements of spinsteriness, like wearing black clothing, can be chic as fuck, and that we really can have it all. Have a Diane Keaton-inspired look? I want to see. Tag at Living the Spinster Life in your social media posts. Thanks for listening or thanks for watching. You can follow me on YouTube for more great videos. I release videos most Sundays. Subscribe to the newsletter on Substack to get new episodes of the podcast in your inbox. We'll see you next time.